Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Martinez. This is Talk with the Doc. I am so lucky today that I have Heather with me. Heather is an RN, and she has her own businesses, and she's doing some wonderful things out there to help people. Heather, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Well, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I'm Heather McConaughey, and I'm a registered nurse turned nutritionist, and I help women look good and feel good in their bodies. And I absolutely love what I do. And I got really sick and tired of seeing people literally die in front of me as a nurse or suffer from chronic conditions that could have been solved with lifestyle choices. So I decided to leave nursing so I could help more people get healthy and prevent disease before they ended up my patients. Right. No, I think that is so needed, and it's so wonderful that you are, you know, part of this great movement out there that is um, changing the way that we look at what medicine is, and it should be preventative. Don't you agree? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's a place for, you know, Western traditional medicine, for sure. I'm not one of those people who doesn't believe in the power of Western medicine. You know, if you get in a car accident, you want to go to a trauma center and have a trauma surgeon check you out, right? Like, you want the best of modern medicine. But when it comes to treating these chronic diseases like heart disease and diabetes and obesity, Western medicine is really falling short, and I think that's where we need to turn our attention to other modalities outside of traditional medicine in order to prevent and heal these chronic conditions. Oh, I absolutely agree. You know, um, I was on your show not too long ago, and we were talking a little bit about that. And, you know, what's interesting today, especially with so much information out there, you know, you, you have Google being, you know, you have right at your fingertips. But it's amazing to me how the general populace still doesn't look things up and they turn towards, you know, let's say even just information on IG or Facebook as opposed to going to somebody like you or like me. Why do you think that is? Well, honestly, I think that people just aren't knowledgeable about what they don't know. Like they don't know what they don't know. And I actually, right, like, if that makes sense to people, and if you don't know what you don't know, then you don't know what questions to even ask. And honestly, even as a nurse and an educated person and somebody who was passionate about health and fitness, there were even deficits in my knowledge that I had to seek out and solve for myself. I put myself through a sports nutrition certification program. I read every article on PubMed that I could find in my spare time as a nurse. And I experimented experimented on my own body and tried other programs to really figure out what worked for people. And I speak to even some doctors. For example, I consulted with an OBGYN who refers me patients. And he's an extremely knowledgeable, excellent doctor. But he even doesn't know how to counsel his patients in the right nutrition to get the results. And so I think that the education system that's educating the practitioners, whether they're nutritionists, dietitians, nurses, physicians, those education systems are falling short. And I've even spoken to registered dietitians who don't have some of the knowledge that I have, which is kind of scary. And this is not to say anything bad about them. It's just something they're not taught. Right. No, I mean, I think that was a great answer, and I really appreciated that. Listen. Listeners out there, please listen up. This is important stuff. You don't know what you don't know. And in medical school, you know, I'm going to leave a little tidbit here real quick. We only get three credit hour classes of nutrition. We get basic nutrition. 
biochemistry, which is the chemistry of how organisms live, basically. We only get a little bit of that in medical school. And the actual application to nutrition in the real world, we don't get any of that. So most doctors, we have to take continuing education courses to get with it on the current uh, anything that has to do with nutrition. And why do you think that is? Why do you think that schools are falling short? Well, I think, (laughs) I think, no, I I think that they undervalue it. I think that the, right, the medical establishment is based off of, you know, billing insurance, prescribing drugs, the drug companies benefit financially from people just being prescribed drugs, drug reps are pushing their products. And some of those drugs are amazing and help people in a lot of ways. So I'm not saying that the drug industry is completely evil or something like, trust me, if when I had my appendicitis, I wanted some Dilaudid and Finnergan, you know, I was, I wanted anesthesia, like sign me up for the drugs. Um, But when it comes to these chronic issues, they don't, there's no money for the drug company to make out of telling someone to eat an apple and walk 10,000 steps a day. (laughs) <laughs> totally. And and I do think it's it's great that we have people like you, you know, there's other wonderful, um, you know, brand brands out there. There's people out there that are just making a whole career off of giving people information about nutrition. And how does how do people find you? Well, the people find me through a few outlets. One is social media, which I'm super active on. So Instagram, my website, my podcast, Facebook. The other way is through referrals, which for me is the biggest compliment, right? Because that means that someone who's worked with me is satisfied and happy with their results enough to say, hey, you need to work with Heather. Like, she'll help you. And then people will often see the results of their friends and be like, hey, what, what are you doing? You lost the weight and kept it off. You didn't gain it all back. Like, I, I didn't do that. So those are the two ways that people have found me. I haven't done any paid advertisements because, you know, I want to work with people in a very um, one-to-one way where we can really nurture them. And if we get too big too fast, then we'll lose some of that. Right. So when you take on a a patient or a client, are you giving them a set protocol or do you design it specifically for the individual? Yeah, that's a great question. So it's kind of a fusion of both of those things. What I found is there are certain core principles that pretty much apply to everyone in eating the proper way. And and this isn't going to be like a rocket science, like news breaking, you know, like shocking to anybody, like eat real foods, eat more vegetables, eat lean protein, you know, all of those things that we kind of know really work. And there's good science to back those things up. But then some of what I teach is maybe more at the cutting edge of some of the latest science around nutrition. For example, a lot of older adults are drastically under eating protein. And if you look at the most recent meta-analysis on protein intake, the RDA, the recommended daily allowance, is far below what older adults need to prevent muscle wasting and, you know, build strength. And so then that's where our personalization comes in. And we're really teaching our clients about the importance of quantity because one of the things that I think is super neglected in nutrition counseling and coaching is teaching clients the right quantity to eat for their body. Some people are eating too little to get results. Some people are eating too much. And so that part becomes extremely customized and tailored to people. Oh, that sounds so great. And and I would agree with you. I, I think most everybody 
you know, whether they're under calories or over calories, most everybody's nutrient deficient. You know, there's a difference. And teaching people to put quality um, with the quantity, I think, is important. What do you think about quality, quality of nutrition, quality of foods? Yeah, it's so funny you ask this because I actually just made a infographic the other day for my clients and my social media ranking what I think is the most important things when it comes to health. Like if you have to focus on, you know, one thing at a time. Well, the first thing I actually tell people is focus on your sleep. You know, that is absolutely critical to health. You're not going to lose weight or build muscle and optimize your performance in life if you're not sleeping. So, you know, start with sleep then get your stress under control. That's super important too. And then the next thing that I focus on with people is quality food. So before I customize any kind of quantity intake with people, I want people to focus on nourishing their bodies with real quality foods, nutrient-dense foods. You know, honestly, if you're just eating for health and well-being and vitality, you can get away, I think, just eating quality foods. If you're looking to transform your physique, if you have a specific body fat percentage goal, you're looking to shred, or build muscle or perform athletically, then tracking the quantity of what you're eating with precision really makes a difference. Absolutely does. And, and you know, most of the professional athletes out there that make their living off of their bodies, I mean, they have it dialed down to the calorie. They have it dialed yes. down to the moment of, of how they get that food into their body. And I know most of the professional athletes that I work with, they're doing IV nutrients. They're, they're making sure that no matter what kind of digestional um, great, good, bad, not so good throughout the day, they're making sure those nutrients are delivered into their body through IVs. Have you worked with anybody doing IV nutrients before? I haven't worked with anybody doing that. I'm very curious about that, and I think that that could be something that hopefully becomes more accessible to more people. I do work with people to help optimize their digestion so they are absorbing things better. So, you know, including a probiotic, including more prebiotic fiber in your diet, eliminating sugar and alcohol and reducing gluten, all of those things have been shown to, you know, improve the ratio of good to bad bacteria in the gut. And so I think that some of those things can help nutrient absorption. And yeah, but I think that's a great modality to improve, you know, the delivery of nutrients to people. Yeah, I see it becoming more and more popular. You know, there's, I know my clinics, I, I utilize it. Um, I try to make sure that people understand that you have to utilize food first. Food is what you yes. want to utilize. And there are, you know, something called phytochemicals that you get, especially in vegetables and fruit, that an IV is not going to give you. And, and those things do wonderful things to our genetics, you know, our DNA right down in, in the cell. Okay, so I'm going to switch this up for a minute. Um, so let's say you, you have a client, and this is for the listeners out there. And you're starting them, but, but they're having cravings. They're, they're, they want pizza. They want beer. You know, they want that ice cream. Um, you know, they want to go and, and have a McDonald's burger. Not that I would recommend that, but, you know, I've, I've worked it. What do you do to help those people that have those cravings that are just insatiable? I mean, that they can't get away from them. I love this question because I absolutely love solving what I call food dilemmas for people. And I literally feel like I can solve anybody's food dilemma. So typically what I find with cravings is cravings are either something with appetite, like you're really craving the flavor or texture of a food. So typically when you're craving, say, a McDonald's burger and fries, 
and a soda. You're not really craving McDonald's per se. You're craving like the savory juiciness of meat. You're craving maybe that kind of soft doughiness of the bun. You're craving that um, kind of fatty, crispy, salty thing going on with the fries and then the fizzy sweetness of the drink. So the (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I know, me too. I'm going to go get a burger after this. No, but like, so like if we can actually tune into the craving is telling you what flavors and texture that you're actually after. Well, once you narrow that down, the good news is there are so many healthy ways to fulfill your craving for those flavors and textures. For example, you could have a diet soda, which I wouldn't recommend drinking tons of, but I'd rather you have a diet soda occasionally than a bunch of sugar. You can make a lettuce wrap burger, so you could make a lean beef, bison, turkey burger at home. You could add sugar-free ketchup by Primal Kitchen, mustard, tomato. Um, You could even put like a laughing cow cheese, like a low-fat cheese. You could put it in a lettuce wrap then you could make sweet potato fries in your air fryer so you're using minimal oil you're getting quality carbs you put some sea salt on there bam now you've got a delicious uh, meal that fulfills your craving but actually is full of nutrients and is macro balanced and so that's the primary thing that I teach people like if you're craving a milkshake you're typically craving something sweet and creamy and icy well you can replicate that with frozen fruit whey protein and you know almond milk and so help helping people figure the flavor and texture out is one of my favorite things to do I think that's really cool and and I know over the years that I've helped people out with nutrition that that's what I run into with most of them that's the biggest issue is that they crave they crave they want and I think you're right. I think it is the texture. I think it is the, you know, it's, it's that what they have built up in their mind that this food is going to deliver for them. And now I'm going to go into my next question. You know, it goes into the, uh, the chemical drips that happen in our brain when we eat certain foods, dopamine, serotonin, et cetera. All right, do you get into that with your, your clients at all? Yeah, definitely. And one thing I just want to go back and say about cravings is sometimes it's about like the flavor and the texture, but sometimes our cravings are driven by emotions. And so, right. So like in our brain, you've been taught that like when you feel bad, you've had a rough day, you're stressed. If you eat a burger and fries, it's going to temporarily give you a serotonin rush, a dopamine hit. You're going to feel better. So sometimes we have those connections wired in our brain that we need to actually rewire. And so 100% food has an addictive role in the body. And, you know, those hyper palatable foods, they're the foods that are high fat, high salt, and high sugar those foods will create an addictive response in your brain. So I think it's important to look at our cravings, and I do this with my clients. It's kind of like, okay, let's check in. Is your craving because, like, you're going some, through some emotional stress and you're, like, you just, like, you're having, like, a really rough week? Or are you just, like, craving pizza and a little tortilla pizza is going to solve the problem for you? <laughs> I bet you have fun doing that, too. I bet it's really cool. It is, and it's a little bit of a detective game, and I think if people can bring a little more play and fun to their health journey as opposed to being, like, so serious about it, I think this is honestly why a lot of dietitians and nutritionists and doctors fail, because it's not fun, right? It's not fun to be handed a piece of paper that says, eat more vegetables. Like, how is that helpful for anybody, right? Or I No, I, I totally agree. I, and, right? and it does happen a it, I think this industry is kind of full of here's the rigidity, you got to stick to this rigidity, I don't care if you're eating rice and broccoli and chicken for the next 90 days, that's what you're going right. to do. Right. And, oh yeah, it, it sets people up for failure and you know, I, um, 
when I was younger, I loved bodybuilding. You know, I was really into mm. it. I, I, you know, I got up on stage. I did strongman competitions. I did all this, and my diet was really boring. I mean, yeah. for about eight years straight, I pretty much ate the same things every single day. And what happened to me, I got out of that. I binged. I drank. I ate everything in sight. You know, I gained a ton of body fat. I had some toxicity problems. And finally, what I learned is that you can combine so many different foods, so many different ways, that I came up with a saying, and, and, and I want to say this is my saying, but I don't know if that's true. There's so many foods, so little time. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I feel that way, too. Like, I'm yeah. always like, there's so many yummy, delicious things to eat, ways to combine them. You're really not limited. Yeah, I, it's, it's really... You know, you put yourself in that box when it comes to nutrition, you're going to be in that box. And I love how you already have stated that you want to give people options, you know. And I love how we were talking about McDonald's and everybody out there, I don't recommend it. <laughs> you know, stay away from that if you can. There's chemicals in those really bad for you. And there's some great alternatives out there. Uh, but, you know, like you said, I think the real reason why we, we have such an interesting food addictions, especially in the U.S., I think we are limited in what we we serve our, the people of this country. I, I know that we, you know, we have Italian, we have Chinese, we have this, but it's the same old, same old. Mm -hmm. And then when people go home to cook, it, it's basically what they grew up with. You know, they're not really getting out and trying things. What mm -hmm. would you say about putting on a cooking class? For what if I did a cooking class? Well, no, what would you say well, about people you know, going to cooking oh, class? People oh, like people to going to cooking classes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's a great way to expose yourself to new cuisines. I also think just, like, you know, looking up new recipes. Like, we have the Internet now. Like, you can, you don't even need to buy cookbooks, right? Like, you can just go, like, to the Internet, type in some ingredients and get a new recipe. And so I think, you know, even just challenging yourself, like, okay, I'm going to make one new recipe this week. And, or sometimes I'll challenge my clients and be like, I want you to just buy one new vegetable that you've never tried this week, bring it home, find a recipe and make it. Because okay. sometimes people, yeah, people don't even realize they actually, you know, like a food. So I think it's good to be open-minded because so much of our American diet is actually made from processed wheat, soy, corn, sugar, and you don't even realize that that's in, like, everything you're eating. Right. No, it, I mean, you're 100% true. It, it's true. And, you know, I, I tend to be a, a people watcher, and I know it sounds creepy, but it's not creepy. <laughs> um, you know, like, when, when I'm in the grocery store, I can't help but look into people's carts, you know? So I love doing that, too. You know, I, I can't help but I just, I'm just so <laughs> curious about, okay, you know, yeah. why are they making or, or what are they doing with this, you know? And, and then what's interesting to me is, you know, I shop at the same place. Kauai, we're so limited. We don't have very many places to shop. So you see the same people. And mm -hmm. I see most of the time they have the same things in, the, in their cart. Now, I, this is something I've talked about before, but I, I'd love to hear your, your spin on this. Is when you're eating the same foods, I do believe your body gets resistant to them after time. And I do believe that you stop absorbing the nutrient content like you used to. Like, for instance, if you eat oranges every day, I do believe that your body tends to build up resistance to anything. It's the same with exercise. Uh, you know, it's the same with, with vitamins, you know, supplements, things like that. Okay. And I do think it's the same with food. 
but what do you think, or how important is it that people get a variety of fruits and vegetables and, and other proteins and, and carbohydrates in their diet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge advocate of variety. And one of the things that I think makes my coaching system sustainable is because I'm not so rigid. You know, I've worked with clients who've tried things like Whole30, and yeah, you can do it for 30 days, but unfortunately, it's not a very sustainable system because the truth is there's going to be the day where you do stop at Burger King and get chicken nuggets. And, you know, yeah, yeah, like, let's not do that, like, every week. But, like, we're human, and sometimes convenience factors in. And, and so I think it's important that we're exposing ourselves to – as many nutrients, varieties of food, but we're not being super restrictive. You know, we're not being so restrictive and rigid that then, like, you experience with bodybuilding, you went the other way, right? And then you're just like, give me all the donuts and burgers. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I totally freaked out. And, you know, and, and what was difficult for me was I was so used to being so lean. And then, I mean, I, I think I went up body fat percentages, like, every week. You know, it was not healthy. And... And I, and I do think that there's a, a point where everybody gets to where you've just had enough of something. And, and I do believe that variety in foods is so important and you understand what micro and macronutrients are. And what I tell my patients now is think of your day when you're going to eat as getting the right amount of micronutrients and the right amount of macronutrients and, of course, water and, 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 and all that. And then I say, then you plan around it. And you don't have to do the same meal twice. You can, you know, find the same amount of micro and macronutrients that you need for a day. But you can have, you know, 25 to 100 different meals in, the, in a week if you want to. I don't know. That yeah. Much. But to sustain yourself. And, it, and you see, I didn't understand that in the beginning. You know, I thought, okay, this is the way I'm going to keep myself lean, get the right amount of protein and carbohydrates and fats I need throughout the day and the vitamins and minerals. And it was all about how I looked, you know. And I think when you're young... Mm-hmm. It's more about how you look rather than what is this going to do for me long term. Mm-hmm. So this brings my next question: Are you or do you love to work with patients long term? Like, let's say that you get a, a client in and they stick with you for a couple years. Is that normal? So I think it really just depends on the person's goal and what yeah. they need help with. So like some people who come to me, they literally just need the strategy. Like they just don't know what to do. And they're really good right. with accountability. Like if they just know the strategy, they'll execute, right? Like that's me. Like I just needed to know the strategy. I'll hold myself accountable. So with those people, my goal is honestly like in a few months, I can teach them the strategy they need to know for life and they may not need to work with me again. Um, and when I hear actually from a client who's maybe been, like I ran into this woman I worked with at the store a few months ago and she looked the same when she finished my programming and she was like, yeah, I'm maintaining, everything's great. And she's one of those people who didn't need a lot of hand-holding, she just needed the strategy. And then there are other clients I work with longer term who do need the accountability. You know, I have a client who I've been working with for about eight months, and she was morbidly obese when she started with me, 315 pounds. She's down to like 265 now, which is incredible. And yeah, she, I mean, that's amazing, right? She lost 50 pounds and it's been sustainable for her. She's not yo-yoing. She's not deprived. She's not hungry. Um, she's not just eating chicken and broccoli. Um, but like for her, she needs accountability. So yes, she knows the strategy now, 
but like she's probably going to need hand-holding for a few years uh, potentially yeah i think it's great i i recommend everybody if you have a coach stick with them for at least a year you know i think the 365 days is really what it takes for you to get a, a, a general understanding of what nutrition is, how to impl- you know, implement it into yeah. your life, and then you figure out how your body responds to foods. So here's my next question. Do you find that everybody responds to the same micro and macros the same way, or do you find that different people need different types of food? So in general, I would say about 90 to 95% of people honestly respond really well to generally the same macro scheme and the same nutrient intake. And I'm not testing their blood and getting that into nutrient optimization. So that's not quite my sphere of um, expertise. You know, I'm more of a overall health, body calm, you know, looking, feeling good, uh, kind of coach and so I, I couldn't say like oh this person definitely responded better than this person regarding their vitamin C intake but in general I find that the the same macro scheme and the same quality of food works best for most people where occasionally I've noticed a challenge is when a client is either it's typically around hormonal issues so it's somebody with hypothyroidism thyroid issue, um, somebody who's got PCOS, somebody who's on fertility medicines, those types of things can really throw someone's body off and cause very um, difficulty, can create a lot of difficulty losing weight. Um, For those people, yeah, maybe like trying like lower carb, higher fat because of their insulin resistance. But honestly, like sometimes they can just like not lose weight um, where they're at right now with their body hormonally. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And it brings me to my next question. Are you recommending supplementation for those people who have some of those issues? I mean, again, because that's not my full area of expertise, I actually try not to work with people who have hormonal issues and send them instead to somebody who is an expert in hormones. I've actually had clients who had very like resistant weight loss and I ended up sending them to an endocrinologist for a full workup and one of them got diagnosed with Hashimoto's and her primary care physician missed it on the blood work but the endocrinologist saw it and so I'm one of those people that like like I know what I don't know do you know what I mean and so I'm like I'm I'm quick to like refer people off um, if they're having some kind of, you know, issue where it seems like there's something deeper going on that I'm not quite sure how to, to how to handle. See, I, I love this stuff. And, you know, being a doc and, and being an athlete, and it, this is really where I think there is such a need for this. There is such a wonderful need for this that we haven't even gotten out there to, I, I don't even think 25% of the population even understands the difference between macro and yeah. micro. Right, they don't. And, no, and, and I think that this is really cool where I love Hippocrates. You know, he's one of my, the father of medicine, of modern medicine. And uh, he has a great saying that, let thy food be thy medicine and thy medicine thy food. Mm. And it, it, it is the original medicine. It's where, Definitely. You know, yeah, herbs, everything else. This is where pharmaceutical companies got the idea to to market drugs. And I think it's fantastic. And I... I love how even, I'm going to bring up pomegranates, they have been clinically shown to reduce, you know, atherosclerosis, you know, arteriosclerosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, people supplementing those things in a day, and, and of course,
course, you know, all of the wonderful vitamins and minerals that, that's in pomegranate juice, anti-inflammatory. I think there's so many cool things that we can do with food. And I am absolutely in love with food. I, I'm not going to lie. You know, everybody sees me in person. We're they know that. Obviously, that from the well, yeah, everybody goes, yeah, that guy loves to eat. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think it's, you know, going from being somebody that was so restrictive on my diet for so long to understanding the importance of, you know, micronutrients, macronutrients, and how to implement them. I have more fun now with food than I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. And I understand how powerful it can be in keeping you healthy, keeping your energy up, helping you with sleep, helping you lose fat, organ function, brain function. I mean, everything. It's really, it's amazing to me how... You know, I don't know if you believe in God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, you know, Mother Earth, but man, they did pretty good in that pharmacy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, if you think about it, like every cell in your body is constructed from the food that you're eating. And so, you know, every meal is an opportunity to really nourish your body, fuel your body. And I think this goes into some of the deeper issues of self-love and self-care that we struggle with in our society especially women, you know, prioritizing your self-care first actually makes you able to better serve people around you. And so um, I think starting with the food that you're eating just makes such a huge difference. And yeah, I mean, it it really is medicine. And so I love seeing people start to nourish, you know, and heal from the inside out. Yeah. You know, this brings me to my next question for you. What are some of the wonderful impacts, you know, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally you've seen in the in the people you've worked mm. with? Yeah, I love that question because it's so easy to just get hung up on, like, the numbers or, like, oh, I lost 20 pounds or, like, da-da-da. Um, and honestly, I've seen really cool things like improvements in people's relationships. So, I only work with women one-to-one, but sometimes the husbands will kind of like secretly do my program behind the scenes with their partners. And I've had multiple clients who have been in a partnership tell me that their relationship improved through, you know, meal prepping together and going on more walks together and getting their step counts together and, you know, going to the gym and lifting together and sharing those mutual experiences helps bond couples in a deeper way. So I think that's one benefit I've seen. Another cool benefit is I have had clients, I just had a client get a awesome new job and she actually negotiated for a higher salary because she feels more confident in herself and asking for what she's worth. Um, So that was really amazing. I had another client who got in shape and felt super confident in her skin and, you know, uh, got nominated for 30 under 30 realtors. And then she actually got picked to be on the cover of the magazine. And that was just huge for her because she was going to have to be photographed. So I think there are so many benefits in like relationships and career that can happen from your fitness and health journey. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and I am so thankful you're out there doing this. And, you know, I, I know that when we're out and we're helping people, sometimes we all feel alone a little bit. Mm. And we don't realize mm-hmm. there are other people out there making differences in the world. And I'm so happy I got to meet you. And oh. I don't know if you know this, but I, I sold Heather my Jeep. And now, <laughs> now, now my Jeep is... Uh, is with Heather, and I think I think there's a love relationship there going on with that thing. <laughs> we're like a, we're we're dating. Okay, we're not it. We're not. I mean, we're we're like engaged, I guess. But like, I have, I'm not committed for life yet. But like, yeah, we're we're definitely like a serious relationship. 
No, I'm, I'm so happy about that. And, and Heather, you've given just some gems today. Now, is there anything you want to leave the listeners with? Is there anything that, that you know that would you can impart to them that would help them in their lives? I think, honestly, just bringing more fun to every part of your life. That's one of the principles that I try to live by. I try to have a lot of fun with my clients, whether it's making a video, a silly video in costume to teach them something or being playful and sending them silly gifs and just bringing, like, fun into your routine. I think people go through life so serious and so heavy and they forget to bring play and joy and fun and so then they struggle and they suffer. And if you enter into your fitness and health journey from a place of suffering and struggling, it's going to be much more difficult to be successful. But if you can bring bring the fun and bring the energy and find ways to make it more silly and goofy, um, it's going to honestly be easier to maintain because we stick with things that we find fun. I think that was probably one of the best answers I've had on my show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I absolutely agree. You've got to you've got to enjoy your life. You've got to enjoy the food that's in front of you. You've got to enjoy your workout. Now, I'm going to switch this up to exercise real quick. Um, how many days a week are you exercising? How many days a week do you normally recommend? So again, it really depends on the person, depends on their goals, depends on how much stress they have in their life. So I recommend you move your body in some way every single day, right? Like seven, your body is made to move. Now, some days it may be going for a 30-minute walk and stretching. Some days it may be crushing a heavy leg day at the gym and doing sprints. And, you know, like there's a place and time for every type of exercise. I was just in Honolulu recently and I walked like 20,000 steps every day. So they were like super active days for me, but not every day is like that. So I think move your body every day, but also listen to your body. It's also not good to push yourself so hard every single day that you increase stress and you increase cortisol, especially for the female body. So in general, I recommend that women weight train three to four times a week following a program that's intentional that has them work through progressive overload and that varies every four to five weeks um and then incorporating cardio you know three to four times a week but it doesn't need to be super long if you're doing cardio correctly meaning you're going into high intensity intervals you can you know work out you can do cardio three to four times a week and then when you get enough steps in which burns fat you're going to be good to go Everybody, these are gems. I really appreciate it, Heather. How how does somebody get a hold of you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Heather McConaughey. That is my favorite place to hang out. You can also find me on the web. I have a weekly podcast called The Positive Thread. It's on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere you can find podcasts. And you can also find me on my website, thepositivethread.com as well. Everybody, you hear that positive thread, Heather McConaughey, RM. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure.